And then I started to go to um, this 12-step thing. I did a little 12-step with alcohol. I've also gone to Al-Anon because I like to really get into it with like other addicts um, and like take care of them a little bit. So I started to sort of like explore that facet of my yeah, bad behavior. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about was going to Al-Anon and then this one I hadn't, hadn't heard of. You yeah. told me ACOA? Yeah. So they're two, like, they're kind of birds of a feather, but mm-hmm. they, they're very similar. So Al-Anon is for people who, like, chronically take care of, like, addicts and people who cause them harm. Yeah, like, um, I think the often example you hear is, like, someone is married to an alcoholic yeah. or dating an alcoholic, yeah. and finally they start going to that support yes, group to yes. help them deal with, yeah. you know, their partner. T- taking care of a constantly sick person and mm-hmm. not having the self-esteem to leave um, and I think Al-Anon sort of put this idea in my mind of like, why do I feel like I on, the only way I can be loved is if I take care of another person or I'm this like ride or die person who just like holds everyone's trauma Mm -hmm. and is helping everyone all the time and is the most loyal, loving human being at the cost of my own sanity all the time. Why is that the only way that I feel like I can be with another person? Yeah. You know, like basically like being someone's bitch in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a shitty way to phrase it. I mean, I was going to say, it's just, it's just feeling needed. Yeah. And, and you're being and manipulative. I've had this, <laughs> and I've talked to this theory of just like not even related to alcohol. Yeah. But just with a lot of men yeah. liking needy, sad, yeah. depressed women. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel yeah. needed in this yeah. scenario. In a, in a lot of ways, you're being manipulative. Yeah. And and I'm this is not me being cruel to those people. Those people are unwell and that's why they're doing it. Right. But like if I'm this person's everything, then they can't leave me. Shooters Got to Shoot. I am your host, Eric Espera. And today I have a great guest for you guys, my buddy, Andrea Allen. Uh, we talk all about sober dating, uh, why she got sober, some steps and things she went through in her program. She brought her own research materials of things that helped her. Uh, and we, we also have a very fun time, obviously, talking about different dating and relationships uh, that often, I think, helped drive her to sobriety per se um but andrea's she's a great time you guys are gonna have a ton of fun listening to her and uh before we get to that guys a couple things how you can help the pod all right we're on youtube subscribe to the youtube the video is going to be up a little late today because i'm having some computer problems tonight uh so bear with me but subscribe it's free to do so we're almost at a thousand help your girl out okay we're also on tiktok now i'm uploading the clips to tiktok Find us, Shooters Gotta Shoot podcast on TikTok. It's fun. We had something go viral. Help me in this journey. Uh, and you can also leave a review for the pod. That's also free. Okay, these are all free things you can do to help your girl out. All right? And tell your friends to listen to the show. Send them an episode you like. All right? Now, the other thing you can do to help us out is join the Patreon, which is Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. All right? We have an extra episode every week. We have a live show coming up in October for Patreons only, or patrons only, excuse me, patrons only, uh, where you're going to pick the guests and get to do a fun Q&A with them, a little behind the scenes action. Uh, and you also get, you know, hot and juicy episodes every week. And by hot and juicy, I mean sometimes I cry. Sometimes I cry. But the point is, you get the behind the scenes of uh, what's going on. You get to ask me personal questions. You get to hear all about, uh, I went to a fireman mixer party. And uh, let me tell you something. Well, it's a lot of fun. All right? And there are some future developments happening from this party. And uh, you are going to want to hear about it. So join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shooters Gotta Shoot. The links are all in the description. The Patreon, the YouTube channel, and now the TikTok. All right? Help your girl out. Do something. All right? Anyway, without further ado, uh, I got to get to our guests this week. Hit it, Fonzie. All right, my guest this week, you might have heard her on the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. 
Sirius XM or her new podcast, Dog Pig. Everybody, please put your hands together for a nice welcome to one of the most badass comedians I know, Andrea Allen. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so happy to be yeah. here, man. Thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah. It's that song's very much your vibe. Thank you. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen you. I know. I feel like since the world shut down. Dude, how weird. I know. It's oh, always odd. But you're, you're one of my favorite people to run into. I always like talking to you. I know. It's and, always refreshing. Uh, you got plenty of topics for us to talk about. <laughs> uh. I'm a fucking lunatic, man. Man. I got workbooks. I got stories. <laughs> I am a true nightmare. Listen, I appreciate when a guest comes prepared. Oh, first yeah. Of all. Okay. Oh, I love your pod. It's so good. Oh, thank you. And yeah. I appreciate when people work on themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, we don't God. we don't want to have shit bags on this pod. Do the work. <laughs> God. Uh, so real quick, little background on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first met you, when you were doing comedy, you were not sober. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You and met non-sober Andrea. I met non-sober what Andrea. What a privilege for you. I believe Otto's shrunken head. That would be the open mic we <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was just literally your type of bar Woo! a wild rock place tiki bar smelled like fucking piss was, i don't yeah. know why i was over there that much but yeah. yeah yeah we spent a lot of time there uh-huh. i was i think i was at the sort of the tail end of my uh drunkenness so you caught me at like my all mvp five long island iced teas going home with questionable people mm. saying questionable things well, i remember your bits Oh my Would god! Often my just be <laughs> just were about you blacking out Dude. all the time. Dude, um Which we can laugh now because you're better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing good now, babe. Yeah, you're uh, there. My uh yeah, actually David Spector. I don't know if you remember David Spector. Oh, I know yeah. David Spector. He's a comedian and he was my friend. Uh like he knew me as a, in that time period too. And he was like, you know, there's like crazy people, obviously, you know, there's crazy people in comedy that are mm-hmm. like not comedians, but just like maybe homeless, maybe schizophrenic, maybe a little bit of all these categories who are just like staples in our lives. He was like, I thought you were one of those. He was like, I thought you were like a woman who lived on the train. It was oh I was like, God. I'm fucking up. <laughs> I was like, I, that hurts deeply. But also, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, because also you were someone, when you were drinking, I would only see every once in a while. Yeah, I sure. wasn't steadily running into you. Uh-huh. And then when you got sober, I felt like I saw you all the time. Yeah, because yeah, I, I had mean, my shit together. <laughs> well, or a lot of comics are like, well, I'll just replace this addiction with another one. Oh, you know? yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a nice yeah. little transition. Oh, don't worry. I moved my alcoholism over to weed, and then sex has always been in the mix. Mm, um, okay. You know, risky sexual behavior, sex with people who are awful, that type of thing. So, like, I wasn't healed, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. I definitely wasn't, like, falling down staircases and, like, sending people long paragraph text messages in the middle of the night. Like, that That behavior was ending. It, that it chilled out a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. a little. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, do you mind if I asked you what what was your like rock bottom moment that you were finally decided to become sober? Um, It was sort of like a, I would say I was micro dosing on bottoms for a long time. Mm. Like I was just doing humiliating things on such a consistent basis. But there were a few of them. One of them was like I was at a party and um, there was a guy there that I was like in love with who like would secretly date me, but never claim me as his oh, girlfriend. We, we all love have that. those. Sober oh. or not. We all have those. Isn't that great for the self-esteem? <laughs> so I'll just keep stay in that relationship for two and a half years. Uh, let it yeah. grade me down Woo. to an empty vessel of a human. Um, so he was like talking to a girl at the party and I was just like housing Jack Daniels from the bottle being like, this is fine. Um, and some guy who I met briefly was like, oh, hey, you're Angela. And that's not my name. Um, You're like, and sure, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'll be Angela for you. Like, yeah, I'll just do whatever you want, babe. Eh? Uh, no, I had like a rage reaction because I was really angry um, at the situation, not on this guy. And I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking Angela. I'm an angel. I'm a fucking, like, it made no sense. And then I backed uh, like away from him and I fell down a spiral staircase <gasps> this was like a nice apartment yeah. you know like the apartments that have multiple floors I was gonna say just two floors stair- alone two's tough yeah then spiral staircase spiral Fancy. in the middle and everyone in the party could see it it was like an open spiral mm. so it was just like like boo bloody legs like just a fucking nightmare and then my best friend like got me a a bl- do you remember like black car times where like you had yeah. to take a black car back to Brooklyn? The sketchy. Oh god. Yeah, gypsy cabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this will be forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you're lucky I pick you up. Um, so she took me in that and I like bled all over the car. I threw up in the car. Oh God. She had to give the guy like hundreds of dollars. And I just like woke up in my bed the next day, not remembering it, mm. not like, and like seeing the fucking messages I was sending this guy, like <laughs> poetry slash like, why don't you like me? It was just like mm. so much of like, who is this person? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this person that I am is so different from who I want to be or who I feel like I am deep down. Like mm. it was just like very frightening to to be uh, one person while not drinking and then a completely different, like very hurt person while yeah. drinking. Um, but then, so that wasn't even the end, but that was one of the like hits, okay. I would say. Where you were like, maybe I should slow down a little. Yeah, yeah. There was like counting <laughs> drinks. There was like, let me change my relationship with alcohol time okay. period. Um, and then I like, I just, one time my mom visited me in the city and uh, I was supposed to meet her at her, her hotel at like 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I went to like some shitty bar in Queens with some guy that I barely knew or liked. Uh, who was a bartender. Like, I used to fuck bartenders a lot. Well, free You drinks. know, dude, you got to fuck bartenders. You got to fuck drug dealers. I've always said that. <laughs> I still do it with the drug dealers because who pays for drugs? I'm a hot chick. I'm not paying for drugs. <laughs> no. Um, oh, boy. I'm getting my ketamine for free. Okay. Um, but so I just hung out with this guy. I didn't even like this guy. I just liked the attention that I was getting from him. And, and you weren't shit. drunk. No, but it was just 10 a.m. Uh, no. So I went out the night before being uh, like, I'm going to pick my mom up in the morning. Delusional. I'm going to take the train to Queens, hang out with this guy. Yeah. It turned into like 5 a.m. Hookah bar, you know, uh, where am I? Know I know what part of Queens you were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, uh, what is the name of it? I don't know. The one with all the, like, the rug shops and the yep. mosques and all that shit. I'm forgetting the name. But um, and then I fell asleep and missed my mom. My mom was calling me. She's sitting in a hotel to like. 2 p.m. That's when I wake up. And I'm just like, fuck, man. What a mm. piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You okay. don't think you're a piece of shit, but you are a piece of shit. Well, I was going to say, did your mom say anything to you like, hey, you're drinking? Or was it just the, oh, I was worried? Uh, she was super mad. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the first time we were having, we were getting like lunch afterwards. And I was like, I think I have a problem. And mm -hmm. like my grandfather was an alcoholic, her father. And so that was like tough for her. Like it wasn't, at this point, she wasn't really like comfortable admitting he had drinking issues wait and, sorry your grandfather and your father uh my grandfather had oh, okay. and so her father so right. she, so now her kid being like i got a problem like she was like you should work on it but it wasn't like really something mm -hmm. that she was like comfortable getting into with me and you're also canadian yeah which canadian this, culture yeah more drinking heavy yeah. we love drinking and mm -hmm. passing out going to the bar yeah you know sorry hey bunch of hosers getting fucking yeah. slam basted um so then that was you know that was a bad one um and then one of the last ones was like i was dating this guy again a guy who wouldn't date me um you know Another one of my which not is, boyfriends. Which I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I say? Yeah. I feel like since I've known you, I've been like, oh, Andrea always has a boyfriend. No. And it's so interesting to hear now you're not like, okay, well, drunk Andrea <laughs> uh, thought she had boyfriends. Dude, sober <laughs> Andrea. For years I had, I mm. was still like be dating people who didn't treat me well because that's what I thought I deserved. I had a lot of boyfriends where I said it was open or didn't really ask about what the, like what we were. Yeah. Cause I was so afraid to like ask for someone to be with me right. in a meaningful way. So I always had dudes that I fucked regularly. Mm -hmm. And there were times when I just wanted to have casual sex. I wasn't just this yeah, like sad human. puppy that was just like, no, please date me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I had many relationships where, um, we were like they started fucking other people and I didn't know it and be t we'd be together for like two years, you know, like, Damn. yeah, a lot of like really sad shit. Um, but this guy gutter punk lived in a storage unit, mm -hmm. met him at some fucking stupid Brooklyn thing. <laughs> um, you know, it, oh, God. he was he did tarot cards. He was cool. I mean, he's hot. Mm -hmm. He was super hot and aloof. And uh, all the art star bitches like loved him yep and the fact that he would like sleep over at my place at the end of the night was like oh they all mm -hmm. want him but he wants me yep. um 
not really, but <laughs> but it feels like it when it they does. come home with you. Yeah, we've all been there, dude. It's it, okay. It's like you're getting chosen, but not in the way to date. No, it's at a different level. But yeah. I would take anything. It's mm-hmm. like crumbs. You yeah, know? it is like crumbs. When you when you when you're just used to nothing, um, and like neglect, mm-hmm. even just a slight acknowledgement feels like fucking drugs, man. Especially other women in the room. Oh, like yeah. your competitiveness. Oh yeah, naturally increases. It's oh, like, I'm a I'm a rugby player at heart. <laughs> I was like, you yeah. dumb bitches. Right? You're like, I'm, I'm going to start ovulating because you are, and I'm going to mm-hmm. compete for this man. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> two things. Yeah, we're we're like jacked up on that. Mm-hmm. And that works to their advantage that we're all like competing for oh, a for fucking sure. dusty dick that doesn't even matter. <laughs> Shout out to all the 22-year-olds uh, that are like just pining over dudes with no bed frame because yeah. uh, their brains aren't fully developed. But um, yeah, he invited me to an art show of his. And I was like, oh, I'm going to this art show and he's going to like show me off as his like, yeah, with him, not even girlfriend, Mm -hmm. but like lady he knows. Yeah. Whatever. He sends me the wrong address. Uh, He sends me the address to an after party. So this is so like I'm in my cool like American apparel. Remember those dresses that had the low backs? Uh Um, I had that on. I had my spiky heels. I was like, I'm going to look so hot. I'm going to be his like I'm going to be his girlfriend finally Mm -hmm. i go to this bar no one's there and i'm just like "Mm." like it felt like going to a high school dance and no one's asking you to dance you know that feeling so you're like wildly looking around and or just your first one at a party where you don't know the host oh god yeah yeah so you're like chain you're like sitting in different areas of the bar and i kept calling him and he was not responding i was texting him i was like do you have a fucking thing and then after like 45 minutes, I just got hammered in that bar by myself. And I walked home across the Williamsburg Bridge, just sobbing, mm. calling my mom, being like, no one wants to love me. <laughs> like, it was just like, dude, this is a, yeah. this has got to go. Like, I don't, how many times can you walk in the streets of New York crying, hammered? Hammered and like, live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Dude. <just> survive. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> amount of cell phones I lost, unparalleled. <laughs> The amount of like cab drivers' phone home, numbers dude? I got, be uh, like, yeah, man, I just feel like, like, and uh, they're like secretly trying to like fuck me or whatever. I think I'm yeah. making like meaningful connections. So, yeah, I put myself in a lot of danger. That's also mm. something that I'm like, you know, some bad things did happen, but I just was like, this is not sustainable, man. This- when you, um, well, I was gonna say when, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, let's say. Uh, yeah. well, I was gonna say when you first became sober and then we're trying to date. Oh God. I have a few questions. Sure. One, I think a lot of people that then become sober almost feel this like high pressure to be super sexual or super fun in some way. Cool sober girl. Yeah, because you want to be like, no, 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 just because I'm not drinking doesn't mean like I'm I'm still not flirty or whatever, you know? And I've heard many comics like make the joke literally being like, hey, just because I'm sober doesn't mean I won't fuck you. Like, (laughs) but it literally is this, Uh, I don't know, pressure I think a lot of people feel. Quite the opposite. I'll fuck you right away because I have nothing (laughs) left to have fun with. I'll blow you under the table. What are we doing? My main vice for survival has just been taken away from me. Uh, yeah, I'll give you my phone number on the subway. Oh, so the- What's going on? So those jokes are true that everybody says. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm. I would still go to bars and I would uh, order seltzer. Yeah. I was like behaving like a drunk person. You know, I was I was like me. And then also a little problematic queen over here, like hooking up with dudes who were drinking. I mean, I never did anything right. out of pocket, but. But it is weird. You're like, I'm sober there. You're shit face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the first really bad. And this is when I was like, oh, you have to stop like hooking up with drunk dudes. Um, a comedian, actually. Uh, you know, we're both like big sluts. We met at an open mic. I was just basically like, hey, you want to fuck? And he mm-hmm. was like, hell yeah. Um, so he came and to my apartment a few nights later, he had been like out drinking. I was at home just, you know drinking coffee and fucking you know <laughs> stay awake he's on his way <laughs> back and forth um and uh, uh he came over and he was so fucking drunk and it was the first time where i was like oh this is unattractive like yeah. i'm seeing this in like the light of day and it's kind of a tough all the like smoothing over the edges that like drunk sex tends to have is gone mm-hmm. like you think you're a fucking rock star yeah and you look like shit yeah um 
But if you both are fucked up, then it's fine. It's fun. But Mm -hmm. like he came in, he was like trying to eat my ass in the kitchen. I was like, (laughs) dude, we literally just said hello. Like you're trying to bend me over. You're also not even hitting the hole. Like it's just this sloppy nightmare. I'm like, my roommate is right. Like she's sleeping in there. Like I'm like, I'm a nice person who's like, who's, you know, lucid now. This uh-huh. is a fucking mess, dude. Yeah. Or like I, I might be, you know, a fun kind of slut right yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. also I'd have normal boundaries. Dude, I, I had a glass of water awareness. 20 minutes ago. Like, yeah. what are we doing? That's where I cook, man. <laughs> um, you're not even doing a good job. And yeah. uh, he took me, we, we went into my bedroom and we started fucking, it was fine. But then halfway through, he tries to take the condom off. Mm. which is like drunk yeah, dirty move yeah. i wouldn't have known i wouldn't have noticed that yeah or maybe i would have and just kind of let it slide mm-hmm. but i was just like dude yeah i can see you mm-hmm. like it's, you're all fucking jack daniels like sloppily trying i'm like i'm literally looking right at you yeah. while you do this so now i have to be like you got to put that back on and then have like a weird speech at this guy about how fucked up that is but I'm still not like emotionally doing that good. So I like let him put it back on and keep fucking. And I'm like, this is, this ain't it. Yeah. And no. and then maybe the worst part of all of it, he made me watch stand up until like 7 a.m. He put up prior what? clips. He was like, look at the technique. And I was like, first you try to date rape me and then you make me watch stand up until 7 a.m oh god i'm gonna kill you yeah i'm gonna fucking kill you where you stand yeah you are raping me and then raping my time <laughs> i fucking you're raping my sleep yes i want to go to bed i'm yes Oof. yeah so so dating messy people as a sober person becomes not cute mm-hmm. very quickly um and I do my my current boyfriend does drink and like his group of friends do drink and they're very fun. Like they have healthy relationships with alcohol. I, I love hanging out with them. But I do now as someone who's been sober for like eight years at like 2 a.m. when everyone's getting a little tuned. Mm-hmm. I go like I'm going home, you know. Yeah. But that took a, like a lot of confidence to yeah. be like I'm I know I'm a cool, fun person. Yeah. I don't need to be getting pizza with you at three. Right. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people feel that sober, not just yeah. with age. We're yeah, just like, yeah. I don't want to be I'm tired. in the bar this late anymore. Yeah, no. Like, uh, or there's, what is the saying? Isn't there something that's like, nothing good happens after like midnight? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, maybe we should wrap it up and take it it's home. It's also like a gangster move to be like, yeah, I don't need this. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I've been wanting to leave for 45 minutes and yeah. you finally did it. So I feel that way. I I drink, but I'm not a huge drinker. But yeah. I feel that way when I turn down shots. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. Are like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't want it, dude. That's what being sober feels like. You're like, <laughs> I'm not better than you, and you're like, but I am better than yeah, you. I got a little, yeah, I'm, I have I'm, control. Yeah, everyone else is doing one, and I'm saying no. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty stubborn bitch. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I stand my ground. I'll say no when I want to say no. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I was curious about was like, uh, especially in early dating when you're sober, uh, I'm hardly curious. Do you feel like men would plan better dates because they couldn't just do the easy quick drink. Sure. Yeah. You, you weed people out a lot as Mm. a sober person. Um, like an alcoholic is not dating a sober person or maybe they're trying initially and then they'll fade pretty quickly. But, uh, I go out the gate. I'm like, Hey, I'm sober and five eleven. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, cool. Usually if they're not cool, I'm not really interested in them. Um, you know, they're still men, so they'll do like, let's get a coffee. And also, I I don't need a crazy elaborate date no, for mean, the first. Online um, is very much a gamble. So yeah, I yeah. It. Um, but I do, I think because I'm like a person who's mindful of time, a person who's mindful of my mental health, um, I do turn down like a person who's just doing like a bullshit thing. Because right. I'm like, you don't care. I actually do... Um, I do like a little trap on my dating apps. Um, this is what I was also going to ask. Is, yeah. Do you have it on your profile? Oh, yeah. Sober somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing where I'm like, if they don't notice that I'm sober, then they're not reading the profile. Well, they usually don't. That's yeah. why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Read why. the profile, dude. <laughs> they, re- I mean, they don't. I know they do. don't. Yeah. Um, but I'm not dating you if you don't. Right. I might fuck you if you're hot enough. Yeah. But if you don't. So this is how I, I put like the gnarliest thirst trap as my first picture. Like of course, yeah. ass fucking one just to like get those numbers up. <laughs> um but two, 
if you like that, like on Hinge specifically, as if you like that as the first person, I'm like, you're sloppy. Go down, like yeah. the picture with me and my friends. Not as obvious. We all know that's the one you're looking at. Even if it's not the first one. Dude, yeah. You have yeah. the bikini picture, you're like, that's the one you send the like on. Right. You're like, okay. Come on, screenshot mm. it, jerk off to it. We all know what it's yeah. here for, but give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little you know? bit. Mm-hmm. I need you to give a fuck right away now. Mm-hmm. And if that eliminates some people, that's fine. Um, but sober dates are also like, let's go see a show. Let's fucking like go to the park. Like it does sort of people are like, let's do activities. I like dates that are activities. Same. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to sit there and stare at each other? If this is not a vibe, then like it's super not going to be a a vibe if i'm drinking water yeah and looking at you right i just did a coffee one but it was like a, we got it to go and just walked around yeah, that's and nice that's it's also an easier way for people like open up and talk yeah you're not just directly staring at each other yeah um but yeah it was the first time i've done that in a minute how was it uh it was fine it was yeah. nice yeah. yeah but it was uh something of i kind of noticed he was a little like timid and shy yeah so i was like oh this is really good for you sure <laughs> Dude, people, people just having conversations with other people. Yeah. Of course, booze is a huge part of dating. People have a lot of anxiety. I get mm-hmm. it. I get wanting to take the edge off. It makes sense that people like to get a drink. I'm not like anti that, but like I'm sober and I've been to a lot of therapy and I have bipolar disorder. I got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I need to like be upfront. I need to be, you know, instantly like vulnerable with you to be like this is who i am yeah this is what it is to date me i'm also a comedian which is a nightmare i'm a human red flag (laughs) so let's Uh, get down to brass tacks immediately well i'm curious though have you ever told someone i'm sober and then they still like plan a date at a bar oh yeah would you automatically just be like no i uh depends how hot they are or it depends. Um, I had a friend recently just doesn't really like to drink, but she okay. does sometimes. And the guy looked up. He said, this place apparently has good mocktails. Oh, cutie. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I'm like, OK. I yeah. feel like that's the version of like, OK, drinks, but you made a little effort to. Yeah. You just know, a tiny little crumb. Little Look research. at that bar right on the ground. <laughs> um, someone thinking about your preferences yeah. like goddamn hero. Right. Um, uh. But it, it's it, I. Yes. It, yes and no. If I'm just looking for something sexual with a person and they throw a bar hang out there, I'm down. Yeah. I'm just trying to meet you and check out if we have chemistry. Right. If I'm being more serious, then it depends on the bar and, and sort of like what they're proposing. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like, hey, I live around the corner from X dive bar. Probably not. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's like, oh, I like this place and it has food and like whatever yeah. or something cool, then yeah, of course, I'll go to a bar. I mean, I like any date that's like, get an app, you know, whether we're drinking or not. But like, you know, give me some fucking tapas if I have to talk to another human being from the Internet. Right. It's tough. I know. Yeah. Because I feel like if we just do a drink, I'm very like, yeah, at the end of this drink, I should be able to call it. Yeah. And leave and nobody be mad. Oh, for sure. If we're only offering a drink, I'm like, that's. Yeah. I don't care that I got dressed. No. I feel like I could, we could do 20 minutes and be and wrap this up. Doesn't that suck, though, when you're like, hey, this is sucks right yeah it's and a it's, tough. A, it's a good thing to say uh-huh. but boy is it hard yeah i've never done it that way but Ooh. but i appreciate when they read the room of you don't get another drink and they don't get another yeah drink. yeah yeah so even if you do the plate let's sit and talk for like 15 more minutes yeah it's just like okay how do i exit oh god it's so bad mm-hmm. it's a really hard it's hard to do but yeah but i've oddly thought about just going straight sober for a while of i've just been like kind of on my fitness kick right now nice and so to help with that and also, I have been curious about I was like, I think it would make people plan better dates sure. and be more thoughtful. Yeah. And kind of also I think it automatically, even if people don't want to give this vibe, I do think it gives a vibe of more like, yeah, I'm looking to get to know you on this date. Of course. And your chances of getting later pretty slim to none. Yeah. Because I've had that of like, uh, I just did a date that was a Saturday night. Uh-huh. I never do that because I'm usually have yeah. shows. Yeah. And I was like, oh, screw it. This guy seems fun, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. then on the date, I was like, oh, the exit from this is hard. Yeah. Because it's Saturday night. We could go for hours. Yeah, it's a very hours. like, oh, they're down to like hop around, go to more spots. And I was like, ooh, it's, you're like, it's 8 p.m. and I gotta, I'm gonna lie and say I'm going home. Yeah. Like, you know? Oh. Where you're like, ah, they're not gonna believe this, but. No, I know. I need it out. God, you know? I don't feel well. Oh, my Something. friend just called me and there's an emerge. Everyone knows what's happening. Um, yeah, but the guy was like super touchy out the gate. And I was like, oh, you think you're gonna get laid just because it's Saturday? Yeah. I was that, like, I haven't yeah. even met you. <laughs> Like, this is us meeting the first time. I was like, woof. 
not for me. Not even like a arm touch first. Straight yeah. to the lower back. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, sir. Okay. We're going to zone three. Yeah. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. I'll put the I'll initiate the touch. That's, you know? Yeah, Come yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, a scenario I'm like, let me initiate. Sir. Yeah, yeah. I like to be pursued, but not in this moment. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that if you're um if you are I treat the dating apps when I'm trying to date seriously. I am like, I'm looking at the apps in the morning and I'm looking at them at night mm. and I'm not swiping like a maniac during the day. Yeah, that just fatigues you. Yeah. I've and done then that. I am being, I'm only going on dates with people that are a fuck yeah. I'm not doing the like, you know, maybe. Uh, That's been my recent strategy. Yeah. Is I'm gotta. like, if this person really wanted to go out quickly. Yeah. Ask you out quickly. Would you say yes? And when I'm like, eh, I'm like, then what are you doing? Now? What are you doing? Yeah. Working out of a place of scarcity and loneliness is just a fucking, just a tunnel to feeling worse, mm -hmm. you know? And that's hard because there's, it's, we're also women in New York City. There's so many hot cool bitches yeah. in new york city <laughs> it's really hard yeah. um and some people it's like yeah they do look better in their pictures or yeah. you know you could learn their personality but it's like you'd be burned enough times where you're like i was giving this a chance for personality yes and the personality was trash oh and you're like oh now i'm just mad on two Dude, counts the amount of ugly guys i've fucked and been like <laughs> you're welcome the amount of dick that i wish i could rescind been like oh my god what a charity case yeah. subscribe to my only fans now and pay for what you got because it is yeah. insane but i wanted to connect with that person and i didn't want to be shallow now i'm like i have mm -hmm. bars that need to be hit um yeah, it's a, it's a hard combo. You, you don't want to chase the spark because the spark often is a major red flag. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and doesn't last. Especially if you're crazy like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of people that turn that engine on, run away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's But it's a, it is a charismatic thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, I recently started going to therapy and I was talking to my therapist about this because she was like, well, why would you go on the second date even though you didn't like love the first date? Yeah. And I was like, well, some people like they're nervous and they're shy and they're not like mm -hmm. fully doing their thing. But I was annoyed with this dude. I was like, he keeps texting me, but he's not making the move for the mm -hmm. date. And I was like, yeah, I go, but that's where I draw the line. I'm like, I'm not yeah. doing the work for you. No. I said I would go out again. Ask me out again. You have pussy on the table. Are yeah. you crazy? Mm -hmm. Why are you edging me along? Why are you breadcrumbing me? Well, I'm a full on grown up. <laughs> well, it's also because it's like, oh, they just want to hook up. They don't really want to yeah, date of course. you. They also want to, people want to feel wanted. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. You're wasting people's time. Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually one of my biggest pet peeves. And men and women do it. But people who enjoy attention and know that they're hurting other people's feelings in the name of that attention you know what you're doing when mm -hmm. people are like oh i just i don't know i'm yeah i think they like me but i'm you know you know uh, when people like you mm -hmm. stop it mm -hmm. get validated somewhere else because you're genuinely hurting nice people oh and you're a piece of shit yeah i've said this on the bottom like that's the worst version of like fuck boy or like liar yeah of I'd say men and women, but yeah. the ultimate is just when you know how the other person feels, you know they have fans for you. Even if they don't fucking say it, you just know. It's your responsibility. And you are leading it on. You're like, oh, I know yeah. they're into me and I'm not into this. I personally cannot continue no. either hooking up with that person or seeing that person like also what are you getting out of this uh, just uh, attention. attention and yeah and then but then also like seeing the hurt in that person's you're out of your mind mm -hmm. and, and this comes from all these dudes who half fake dated me for all those years yep. and i'm like how did you sleep at night like knowing that i was like crying and upset all the time mm -hmm. it's just like I think you're really fucked up. I think yeah. it's people there's there's ways to be fucked up towards a person. And I think that's one of the top ways. Oh, totally. Yeah. So fuck that. Um, so I wanted to ask you as well. You uh, I forget the name of the I don't want to mess up the name of the program mm -hmm. that you did. So in addition, why well, assume did you do like an Alcoholics Anonymous program yeah, to get sober? Kind of. I think I was like in denial a little bit about how severe my problem was when mm -hmm. I first stopped. So I was kind of doing the whole like, let me stop for six months. Okay. And then immediately I was like, oh, my God, my life is so much less complicated. Like, yeah. this needs to fully stop. Okay. Um, you know, and I was also like, again, I, I have bipolar disorder. I didn't know that at the time. I got diagnosed well, pretty recently. being an alcoholic is a common symptom oh, of yeah. having bipolar disorder. You're managing, like, mm -hmm. wild mania and all yep. that stuff. Alcohol helps you sleep. It helps you sort of, like, calm the mania. Mm -hmm. And you think it's helping you with the depression, but it's not. Nope. It's actually long-term making it really hard. Um, so I had all these... Getting sober was a great first step. 
but I had all these other problems. The sobriety was one thing. They call it comorbidities. So it's like a lot of the time if you have addiction, there's probably other mental illnesses attached to it. Mm. Or you're using the alcohol to deal with the other mental illnesses, whatever it may be. Like usually the gang's all here. Yeah. Like people aren't just rampant addicts because they're fine. You know, like yeah, how does like that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was a long journey after that mm-hmm. to sort of be like, why am I so, so sad all the time? Why is my self-esteem so low? Um, and I started going to cognitive behavioral therapy mm. um, and that was a huge step. And it was because, and a lot of this stuff stems, I don't have a great relationship with my dad. Um, my dad was not a very emotionally available person. And like, you know, everyone has that shitty trope of like daddy issues, which is so fucking condescending. But it is also accurate yeah. of like if you don't provide your child with like good role models for male, you know, relationships and mm. attachment, like, of course, I'm not going to feel secure in asking for those things from men. You mm-hmm. they he never demonstrated it. So why would I think that I deserved it? Um, so I, I just like I, I put a big boundary up. I didn't speak to my dad for a long time. I went to cognitive behavioral therapy. And then I started to go to um, this 12-step thing. I did a little 12-step with alcohol. I've also gone to Al-Anon because I like to really get into it with like other addicts um, and like take care of them a little bit. So I started to sort of like explore that facet of my yeah, bad behavior. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about was going to Al-Anon and then this one I hadn't, hadn't heard of. Yeah. You told me, ACOA? Yeah. So they're two like they're kind of birds of a feather, but mm-hmm. they they're very similar. So Al-Anon is for people who like chronically take care of like addicts and people who cause them harm. Yeah. Like um, I think the often example you hear is like someone is married to an alcoholic yeah. or dating an alcoholic. Yeah. And finally they start going to that support yes, group to yes. help them deal with. Yeah. You know, their partner to taking care of a constantly sick person and mm-hmm. not having the self-esteem to leave. Um, and I think Al-Anon sort of put this idea in my mind of like, why do I feel like I, the only way I can be loved is if I take care of another person or I'm this like ride or die person who just like holds everyone's trauma Mm -hmm. and is helping everyone all the time and is the most loyal, loving human being at the cost of my own sanity all the time. Why is that the only way that I feel like I can be with another person? Yeah. You know, like basically like being someone's bitch in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a shitty way to phrase it. I mean, I was going to say, it's just, it's just feeling needed. Yeah. And, and you're being and manipulative. I've had this, <laughs> and I've talked to this theory of just like not even related to alcohol. Yeah. But just with a lot of men yeah. liking needy, sad, yeah. depressed women. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel yeah. needed in this yeah. scenario. In a, in a lot of ways, you're being manipulative. Yeah. And and I'm this is not me being cruel to those people. Those people are unwell and that's why they're doing it. Right. But like if I'm this person's everything, then they can't leave me. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in Al-Anon like – their boyfriends move into their places and they don't pay rent for them. And they often will like physically or emotionally abuse them. And they'll go, Oh, he doesn't mean that Mm. it's not, you know, it's not about him being abusive to me. It's about him being sick. Um, right. Or it's, yeah, the excuses of how you're being treated or things they say, you're like, well, they don't mean it. They were not even a part of the equation. You're thinking this has nothing to do with your well being, which is Mm. a crazy way to live your life. It's insane. I know. And you can't tell people like to leave you can't. people, but at the same time, there is something of like, yeah, for some people, like, cause you're still there yeah. picking up so many pieces and still doing so much for them. Yeah. They really haven't hit that bottom yet. No. And you can't ask people to do that. Yeah. It's no. real. And I've had a lot of trouble with female friends watching them and male friends actually, yep. uh, shout out to Mike Coscarelli, <laughs> um, who've stayed in relationships and I've been so sad being like, Oh my God, you deserve so much better than this. Mm -hmm. And I want you to leave so badly and you won't. And I can see this other person knowing you won't leave and just continuing to mistreat you. And it's like, it makes me like panic Mm -hmm. because it was, that was me on a certain level. That was my mom with my dad. Um, and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't fucking be in this cycle again. I'm going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. I am legit going to go insane if I am in another relationship where I feel empty afterwards Mm -hmm. all these relationships by the end of it i was just like this shell i have Um, a friend that has a line of like 
whether people are stuck in that or are thinking about going back to their ex or whatever, oh. or they start things up again. She she just goes, you'll you'll be done when you're ready. Yes, like absolutely. it's something that's just like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to hear about this, but like you, you'll just know when you're done. Yeah, yeah. And there's something to that almost being like, you just tap into their subconscious, like you know, of course, you know this is done. Yeah, you're just not letting it go yet. You're not gonna do it, and yeah. I'm not gonna do it for you, no matter how logically I explain or how much I'm like, he, you don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that for a friend, and you're not doing that for yourself until you're no. like so fucked up. Um, so I was so fucked up, and then Alanon, um someone from Al-Anon was like, have you ever gone to ACOA, which stands for adult children of alcoholics? Oh, okay. Um, and to be clear, neither of my parents have alcohol abuse issues, but right. ACOA is for people who come from dysfunctional families. Okay. And that covers a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, and like, let me say there's worst case scenarios of abusive families you know like burning with cigarettes malnourished like the textbook abuse yeah Um, i'm not from that type of environment in a lot of ways i was very taken care of in a lot of ways i wasn't yeah um and you know but i was like i feel so desperate to feel better that i'm gonna start going to this 12-step thing right so if you get anything out of it why yeah not? yeah i'm not above trying things yeah i'm also curious as a person um yeah and anyone that starts any type of therapy it's like listen none of us go unscathed no but, you know what i mean like no. it's like there's different levels or different things it's like but all of us have and we behave a certain way because of things that happened to us of in the course. past and yeah tapping into that's not necessarily a bad thing it's a great thing why wouldn't you want to understand why you are the way you are in ways that you can feel better right and like Ultimately, if you want to be in a relationship and a real relationship, mm-hmm. you should have a better relationship with yourself. Yeah. And that's a tough pill to swallow. I think a lot of people think if I just find that great person, then it's all going to click into place. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, no. Maybe you will see a great person and you'll still be all fucked up and mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, this person's good, but they're, they've got a lot of problems. Um, yeah, that or I've seen people that just like, they're very high anxiety or like indecisive and they yeah. like being with someone because they just are then just submissive to whatever that person wants yeah. to do. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I don't have to think anymore. I'll just do whatever they want to do. And then, and whether it's, you know, they just do anything to make them happy. But mm-hmm. even if the other person's happy, they're just like, Oh, okay. I don't yeah. have to make decisions anymore. Yeah. And they're not tapping into like, what do I really want no. out of this? It's crazy how often I think people and more so women than men, because we're conditioned for this are just like, if I'm with someone, then that's great. Then finally I've achieved my goal, which is to be mm-hmm. a girl with a boyfriend. Yeah. And that's great. Having a partner is great, but what, like, don't you want to be happy? Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. And hopefully those two things happen at the same time. Right. Um, so I, um, so I was, I started going to ACOA and um, it was like, they have this laundry list of like, if any of these things apply to you, you probably qualify for it. And I read this list and it was like, if more than three of these apply to you, then you probably qualify for it. And I remember reading it and being like, Oh fuck. (laughs) Every single one. I have a checklist ever. I was going to say you had a chart here that I wanted to ask you what it was, but also I'll read you. I'll read you the list. Yeah. Read the list. So listeners, this was, this was, this was a real, we had one, there was this book we did about, it was like emotional blackmail. Oh, and there was like a list like that going through and you're just like, woof. Like there's always, yeah. Also, may I say like dysfunctional families, like are fairly, people are dysfunctional. Like you said, we've been through like, and also our parents didn't maybe have the tools. Yeah. Like there's good people and want the best for you. Sometimes they don't have the tools and so they fuck up. Yeah. And so I want to unfuck that up, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's, yeah. your parents would want that for you. Yeah. We're all doing the best we can. We really are. All right. So this is the list. Um, we become isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. Mm-hmm. We become approval seekers and lose our identity in the process. That one a lot is. Oh, uh, that's is, a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind yeah. of what we were just talking about. Um, we are frightened by angry people or any personal criticism. Uh, we either become alcoholics, marry them or both, or find another compulsive personality, such as a workaholic to fulfill our sick abandonment needs. Mm. Yikes. Mm. Um, we live from the viewpoint of victims and are attracted by the weakness by weakness in our love and friend relationships. Um, and that's an interesting one, like the saving aspect. Yeah. Um, and also like, I used to do this where I would date people who I knew I was like, 
more attractive or had a better career or something about it where I was like, they're not a threat to me Uh and they're not going to leave me. And then they do. And then they do. And that fucks with you. Oh my God. Um, Like we said, when you date someone, you're like, you just think is like not that attractive. Yeah. But then even more so when you're dating them and you're like, oh, they're probably in love with me. And Uh then they don't want to really date you. You're like, what? I, I know. You're like, I couldn't get you. I'm like, that fucks my self-esteem way more. Oh, yeah. I put up a safeguard. I yeah. put up the baby gates. Yeah. And it still hurt my feelings. Uh-huh. What a nightmare. Um, we have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, and it's easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us not to look too closely at our own faults. Mm. That's a big one. This one's huge for me, too. We get guilt feelings when we stand up for ourselves instead of giving in to others. I still, try, still struggle with this one. Yeah. People-pleasing. I do it almost immediately. Like even in conversations where people are like emotionally dumping on me, I'm like, I should fix this. Yeah. Yeah. Why mm. am I not fixing this? Mm. I'm a nice person. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of mine. We become addicted to excitement. Um, and this is my whole, you know, dating out of control and saying people. Yeah. Because like it's so exciting when you do get them. And then it's a heartbreak when they go away. And then mm-hmm. they come back and you're just like, Oh fuck yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also the spark, like I said, from the first thing. I know, right? It's chasing the spark thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and genuine spark is real and it's beautiful. But yeah. a lot of the time, I think people confuse, like, toxic relationships oh, for, sure. for, like, torrid romance. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, And this is kind of the one is the same, the same as the other one. We confuse love and pity and tend to love people we pity and rescue. Um, mm. So that's, again, like, the whole, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can date this for because they're never going to leave me. Ooh, <laughs> or something that's like, you're like, oh, they're so down and I'm going to bring them up. Yeah. And then they're going to like, you know, I'm this hero. I'm this martyr. Yeah. I'm a ride or die. Dude, ride or die sucks. Martyr sucks. <laughs> Don't do it. Who cares? Why would you want to be yeah. a fucking rider? Like with your friends on a, like a healthy level, but like. Yeah, we call them down ass bitches. You're like, you a... want to be a down ass bitch. Yeah. But it's also like bitches have boundaries yeah bitches stand up for themselves stop being someone's cock for what for some weird loyalty thing that you've made up in your head it's stupid live Mm -hmm. your life um uh we have stuffed our feelings from our childhoods and lost the ability to feel or express feelings because it hurts so much so like denial um and that was kind of like going but like not asking for what i want and not acknowledging someone's hurting my feelings and just being like whatever i'm cool i'm a cool Mm -hmm. girl a lot Um, of us do that Oh, yeah. It's hard to mm. ask for someone to, like, love you. What a crazy thing to just go up to, a, you know, a stranger. And that's, like, sober dating where it's, like, dating, essentially, when you just boil down to it, is, like, going up to a complete stranger and being, like, hi, I'm this person. Like me? Yeah. And you're opening up yourself for someone to be, like, nah. Yeah. And that, oh. Yeah. Well, I don't even say the just saying, like, what you want. It's often the fear is just, like, Oh, they're gonna leave. Yeah. Oh my like, god. The smallest thing, dude. Like, abandonment oh, is they're not gonna all like me anymore. Over this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, like, to my point about my not getting fulfilled emotionally by my relationship with my dad, then I was so fucking scared of being abandoned, and I would do anything mm-hmm. to not feel that feeling. So not asking for anything doesn't mean it means that like I can't be mad when they don't give it because I'm not asking for it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't ask for the thing and they said no. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, casual. Yeah. Um. So there's a bunch more on this, but I was like, oh, fuck. You see all the like notes yeah, on this thing circling. Good for you. Um, and then we love a workbook here on the pod. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you got to get a little honest with yeah, yourself. You have to. Um, and I'm not saying this this program is for everyone, but I'm, I it has radically sort of changed at least my relationship with myself. And mm-hmm. so over time, I think it's, it's bled over to how I interact with other people. Yeah. Um, but the, one of the things, so once they get into the relationship, like r- romantic relation or friendships, all the stuff, they do this thing called the family history diagram. Okay. Um, and, and is this like literally labeling, yeah, almost like you would a medical history. With it like, is like but you go to the feelings. doctor and you're like diabetes and, and prostate cancer over here. You're it's... like cheater, 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 cheater oh, all really? over your family. So well, it's like what cheating? Like so they give you the labels first. Okay, to use we we love labels. So I I checked off the ones that I know in my family. So I'll read those. Um, so alcoholic and addict, mm-hmm. or use drugs and alcohol, uh, workaholic. Uh, worried a lot, neurotic, perfectionist, high strung, 
harsh, always critical, verbally abusive, chronically ill, hypochondriac. I love this one. Great cook. Parentheses, always thought of herself last. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, interesting. So many women I know. That is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's such a like 50s housewife kind of throwback. Everyone's sitting eating dinner and you're still, Yeah, you're in the kitchen. Running stuff to the table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sickly. I don't. My boyfriend cooks for me now, baby. (laughs) Um, Emotionally ill. Sickly child. um, Always has, always had her face in the mirror. Thought she was better than others. Sexually aggressive, not safe, um, argumentative, people pleaser, martyr. So mm. those are the ones that I saw. Like, okay, and was like these these are hidden. Yeah, for my family tree. And you make the tree. It's like literally grandparents, parents, siblings. Yeah. yeah, just literally any family. Just going right down the line of just. But I would assume it's basically being like, who are people you're around yes. a lot, and who are the people you modeled your yeah. relationships off of? Mm-hmm. Like, so much of this stuff is cyclical because when you're a kid your like laboratory that you're in mm-hmm. is your parents and right. the, your family members and you're like oh this is what love is because this is how i see love being expressed mm-hmm. how are you not going to just recreate that innately you know yeah. it's very hard to to break out of that type of thing and a lot of people aren't conscious about it and i don't think that we're often sort of tasked with staring at it right in the face Mm -hmm. so that's why this thing was really helpful to me um so like up in the grandparents section we have uh neurotic great cook on the grandmother Mm -hmm. grandfather we have alcoholic workaholic perfectionist verbally abusive player there's a lot of players in my in my tree i mean that's Uh, a lot of people yeah i mean hey man also i've I've been a player i've shot my shot um (laughs) And then on the other side, alcoholic, skirt chaser, sexually aggressive player. Uh, I like how we changed it to skirt chaser. Yeah, I know. Skirt chaser. Let's let's mix it up. Skirt chaser. Skirt chaser. Folks. That's grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa's a skirt chaser. Not a player. (laughs) I know. We have all these fun, flirty words. Literally. It's like when- And then women, it's like whore. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know, right? He was was just a fun guy. Yeah. What a skirt chaser. Yeah, yeah. This fucking tramp. This big fucking cum dumpster, (laughs) dumb bitch. Should die in the fires of hell for trying to get that nut. How dare you? Um, and then verbally abusive, worried a lot. So those that's on the top. Um, and then it just goes down. And then to my my parents. Um, but then I'm curious. Do you eventually have to identify yourself? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, this is me. It's like and then you draw lines, uh-huh. and then, and you, then you get down to this guy. Yeah, and then it like, becomes a dream catcher, and uh, you know situation. So mine. Player, alcoholic. Um, These are you. Yeah, this is me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Workaholic, narcissist, great cook. There you so go. those are my cards. Look at that. That's my Pokemon okay. set. Um, so it just was like the beginning of me looking at the sort of like the the pot I was cooked in. Yeah. And was like, okay. Don't be upset with yourself. Don't be negative about yourself. Right. Give yourself some fuck. Give yourself a fucking break. Mm-hmm. And now start to like try to deal with these things and try to repair your relationship with yourself and hold people accountable or put up boundaries with people appropriately. Like give a fuck about your own well-being yeah. and, and work really hard on that. And then you'll be in a place to probably date. Mm-hmm. And that was the first after doing that stuff. That was the first time I dated someone who genuinely cared about me mm. and, and there's no accident there the like and yeah and well, i'm curious when you do these like programs do they so i believe alcoholics anonymous also will be like hey don't date people right now yeah like don't date for mm-hmm. whatever six months a year whatever mm-hmm. it is and with these programs as well do they yeah try to steer you away from doing that yeah you shouldn't date people when you're in recovery yeah uh when i stopped drinking i immediately started dating another recovered addict who was a sexual predator because mm. i was primed for it you're yeah. so vulnerable during that period of your right. life you're literally having your mind blown at like all these really hard truths and then finding comfort in another person yeah is not it's not the time for it well i was gonna say i think that's why a lot of people hesitate to get sober is they think of well, especially if they're single yeah they think of okay going on dates 
or is going to be harder yeah or you know being vulnerable and have to share this thing yeah or yeah like you said it's like oh you're gonna be going through a lot you're and a baby nice deer your have... legs are shaking yeah something yeah mm. but you shouldn't be because if you're sober there's probably again a lot going on with you right and probably your relationships with others aren't mm. the healthiest so don't throw yourself into a relationship yeah everyone does right and i did <laughs> and then i got pregnant whoops oh. had a real quick abortion and was like all right now like, this time we're right. not this, this time, time this time we're this not time. doing it yeah uh well i was gonna say when you started dating again from being sober yeah did it kind of just surprise you You're like okay this really isn't bad oh it's fine because yeah i was like it sounds like through this episode you're like it wasn't really an issue at all people think it's gonna be so fucked up yeah. it's pretty normal you go i'm sober and someone either goes oh cool or mm. yeah actually very rarely do people go like i can't do that and again that person probably has an issue so yeah what's funny is i've especially with dating apps or whatever i've oddly been like oh i actually like kind of like when a guy is sober because i'm not a big drinker yeah that i've thought to myself i'm like oh i'm the type of person i could date someone who's fully sober yeah. and it doesn't bother me at all there's also something about like sober people that like a lot of us uh, a part of my sobriety too is like i want to like live a fucking good life yeah and me getting hammered and like fucking up my finances and my relationships constantly is not sustainable so a lot of sober people like you know work out fucking yeah. like got like care about their careers yeah. like are intentional human beings some people in recovery are fucking annoying mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie about that yeah. there's some fucking duds in the aa rooms right. that are just like man you want to talk about the big book or whatever I'm like, yeah Get the fuck out of here dork right. um but a, a lot of sober people are super fucking cool yeah um and so it's really it's not a problem i'm it, it's also like, uh, I'm not going to have to babysit you if you're a sober yeah. person pretty often. So, Well, I would like to think my theory of you might have better dates yeah. is an interesting motivation for anyone to just be like, let me just try, try not drinking. Like, I've weirdly had an urge before just to go, I wonder if it, I would find it hard to fully not have even a sip of booze for like a year. Yeah. And I have never had a drinking issue. Mm -hmm. And But then the other part of you goes, well, the fact that I am someone who can go to a wedding and have a couple drinks have yeah. a good time and not make a fool of myself yeah. other people look at you like well you kind of have a privilege a lot of people don't have sure that you're not embarrassing yourself and going crazy i'm like yeah but it's it's one of those like i wonder if i would really miss it yeah or if i would be like oh you know what i'm just gonna keep this train moving well like i could never just have a few drinks really yeah. here and there i could um you know work functions whatever like i was functioning fairly well um but now i'm even thinking about that i'm like what's the point you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. where i'm like it is a weird thought to be well, like we drinking to drink or right yeah, yeah yeah and also as you age fuck man does that probably the hangover probably hurts the body mm -hmm. um it's spending money yeah um i don't know like drinking if it's a fun time like enjoy yourself but it is a worthwhile experiment right. um you know also, booze long term isn't great for you. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was kind of intrigued of uh, just because I've been on a little fitness kick. Yeah, because uh, I have something coming up. I just want to like feel my best, Ooh, look my best for hell you. Yeah, know? bitch. You know, you have those those moments. Oh yeah. Uh, that it's a great excuse also when people are like, oh, you want to drink? I'm like, oh no, I have this coming yeah. up, so I'm watching or whatever. Uh, but I truly was like, I bet it would make people step up their dating game a little bit. Of course it would. And I'm like, I prefer those types of dates anyway. And then I'm like, it's not that I'm lying. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just taking a break right now. Dude, you're a motivated, successful fucking yeah. person. You're one of the <laughs> most like hardworking, oh, like you. forthright people that I, and I think that you would want a partner that's the same. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. Like a messy. I think it weeds people out. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, um, you don't have to. Booze often makes people feel like they're making connections that they aren't actually. Yes. Um, Very true. I can't believe you like this fucking band mm -hmm. too. Like that's not that deep. Yeah. Because you're like five, you know, gin and tonics in. Yeah. You think that you're like, this is my person. Oh yeah. And then you go on another date and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Did booze had, really gloss this over? I've had that even not boozing on the date. Yeah. You just have the one date that's really great. The second yeah. date you're like, what what was that? And then vice versa, you know? So yeah. you never know. Yeah. Uh I know I'm like Fonzie, do we have to wrap? Yeah. Uh 
I know. I usually ask people about shooting your shot story, but we don't have time. Yeah. So we'll have to have you back sometime. I would love to. This has been fun, as always. Oh, I love talking uh, to you. And you have a new pod. Yes. Which is an interview style podcast, mm-hmm. different topics every week. Yes. Called Dog Pig. Dog Pig. No! Look it up. <laughs> uh, but no, you've been in the podcast game a long time. I was, yeah. You have, first of all, a nice voice to listen to. Thank you. Uh, and I've done your old, your other yeah, pod. Yeah, Hot Mess Comedy. Hot Mess Comedy. Yeah, yeah. You're a great interviewer. So people should definitely check that out. Dude, we did your episode actually. And it was about this very topic of a person who wouldn't date you. Yeah, I talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also fucked that guy. I know. And he would never acknowledge me in public. <laughs> bad guy. No, he's a wuss, dude. Yeah, he's a real he's bad guy. A yeah, I feel bitch. bad. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy's girlfriend because he's a real piece of shit. A real big piece of shit. Yo, uh, people that haven't fucked that guy have said that exact line. Oh, yeah. Feel bad for his girlfriend. No, yeah. he's, he's a big narcissist. He's uh, he's also just one of those people that's uh, epitome of a friend because we were friends. Yes. And it was like, okay, we'll just be friends. But all of a sudden, I was like, oh, you only contact me when you need something oh, yeah. from me. Oh, he's a- And I do so much for this friendship and- that guy's a shark. Yeah. That guy's shark. a fucking big black eyed shark. Total shark. And I wish the worst for him because <laughs> he stood me up on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, Hot Mess Comedy Hour is my other podcast. <laughs> Check that out. We got a real banger with Erica. Yeah. From back in the day, we we're little baby comedians. I know. Um, yeah, and now I'm public about herpes, so I could talk yeah, about that if you want yeah. me to. So. I would love to have you back yeah. on. Dude, yeah. you're the best. More herpes um, conversations. Fuck yeah. Good for the for you. people. Everyone has herpes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they do. Yeah. That's, like, that's all our listeners of the show. Every single one of you have it. Statistically, everyone statistically, has it. Statistically, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then what's your handle? People can find you. Andrea you. Comedy 69. Yeah, that's very on brand. Yeah, Andrea yeah. Comedy 69. It's in the comments. It's in the description. Uh, and you can follow us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. And I'm Sparica with two A's. And stay tuned for a Patreon preview coming up next. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. So... I see my girl Talia get a handful of numbers. Uh, my girl Stephanie gets a handful of numbers. At the end of the night, we're talking to a different group of guys simultaneously. I brought my coworker, Bree, who's also super outgoing, super chatty. And let me tell you something. you got to keep an eye out for friends like that because they're ideal for these types of situations. Because I'm ballsy. I'll talk to anybody. But I, I don't have a natural chattiness to me. You know what I mean? Like the little, like, like, like the chatterbox friend. Even think of someone like you work with. This is not Brie because I like Brie. But you know when you work with people and you're like, this this girl's kind of fucking annoying because she always wants to chat or she could just talk to the wall. She'll talk to the wall even if I don't say anything in response. That is the person you actually bring to these parties because they'll talk to everybody and everybody. And uh, I don't know. They just keep it going. You know what I mean? I get to be the quiet, mysterious one standing there, which I never really am. Uh, so yeah, Stephanie gets a handful of numbers. And then as everyone's talking, I was like, you know what? The guy that we were talking to first, kind of, in the group, but then we all veered off. I was like, well, he was cute. I'm going to go do a lap and see if he's still here. So I do a lap. I see him. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. For just five bucks a month, you can get an extra episode a week of all the behind the scenes content. And we'll answer all your questions directly over there. You get the real juice. You get the real scoop. And you get a say in who we have on the show and what we talk about on the show, patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot.